We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in. It is the 16th of May. We're halfway through May, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always on these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how goes it down in Atlanta? We had a uh, classic Midwest thunderstorm roll through here last night in Seattle, and the temperature went from like 88 to 55. It's all right. Kids are starting to get spring fever. It's warming up. Okay. Luckily, they get out of uh, they get out of school early down here, so they they get out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go back early. <laughs> when we lived in New Jersey, they got out late, like the end of June, and then we mm-hmm. moved to Atlanta, and they started at the beginning of August. We didn't mention anything to my second grader at the time. He figured it out quick. What? <laughs> I totally got hosed. Yeah, buddy, you missed a month of summer. I know. I'm sorry. Man, that he did get hosed. God, yeah, that's he a did. that's a bummer. Well, hopefully uh, he's okay with it scheduled now. I mean, out here in Seattle, summer doesn't really start until like July fourth, July July fourth through like July fifteenth. So like that later one would be better, really, because that's no, when. It and here, like, summer ends like August first because it's too damn hot to go out and do anything. Yeah. So I'd rather be out in May and then yeah. have May and June and, and July, and then August is just August and September are like. All right, August is too hot. September, let's get back into some industrial air conditioners. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And, uh, September out here is when it's nice, as long as the wildfire smoke isn't existing yet. But uh, let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got Donald Willison coming in, a recent contributor to the show. We appreciate you, Donald. Says, uh, good morning, Nick and Scott, Broncos country. Nick, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking yesterday. Off to physical therapy. I'll be listening. Uh Gave us a kiss too. He says "moi." Thank you so much, Donald. We appreciate that. Uh, sometimes it's I think good that's to be loved. An evil laugh. <laughs> oh, I preferred the kiss. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the evil laugh. So that makes yeah. sense. We just summed up the podcast personalities yeah. <laughs> with one post. Well, Donald, hope PT is going well for you. I know that's uh, that's a lot of work uh, to get out there. So hopefully, whatever ailment you're dealing with uh, is uh, getting better with that PT. We got Austin H saying hello, everyone. Good to see you. Got our guy Mark Schrader saying good morning all over on YouTube. Ethan's in the house. Ethan, we talked about linebackers yesterday. I was I thought we'd like summon you. We said it three times in the mirror, but it uh, didn't happen. But good to have you here today. Uh, says good morning, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan. Chase Wellner, howdy y'all with the uh, the toast there. Maybe it's a, a waffle. I can't can't tell, but either way, it looks good. Um, Jeremy toast Sean, and 
Just, just a waffle? Okay, well. I think it's a toasted waffle, so there you go. Toasted. You're right both ways. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. We love our breakfast foods. Jeremy, Sean, morning, boys. This will be a pod to save and check your answers at the end of the season. Or not. Um, how about uh, we just uh, don't hold us accountable at all? Um, yeah, mine was bad last year. I think I was 11 and 6. I mean, maybe even 12 bad. and 5. It was bad. I think I was a little bit more conservative because of what can go wrong can, but I said like conservative. Well, we like, a, we, you may have been 10 and 7 then because I, I think we were only a game off. I was more conservative with 10 wins. Yes, exactly. Um, Bama X, good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you, Bama X. Aki Dragon, y'all get pretty excited in the morning. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we have to. Um, we have a good time. Zach Powers, good morning, morning. Good to see you. Jason Kellerson, good morning, Broncos country. Over the weekend, I got insulted by a Chargers fan at my local Walmart. Well, you found the one fan, so uh, better. It's like finding Waldo. Good for them. They're four, <laughs> according to Chase. 25% of the entire fan base. It's Honestly, I feel bad for the Chargers, like, as an organization because they have a horrible owner. Uh, the Spanoses are just terrible. And they have a quarterback who is pretty darn special. I know that Justin Herbert discourse is weird, but like he has like a thousand two hundred more yards than any quarterbacks ever had through three seasons in the league. Like a thousand more, which is unbelievable. I mean he's a pretty damn incredible uh quarterback and it feels like just because the Chargers are the Chargers, A, he's not being appreciated like he should be for the quality he is and B no matter what, they get it wrong around him. So uh, this generations, if you figure, I, I was like, I'll you know I, how I smack on the word generational. Well, let's let's call instead of a generation and out like a twenty five years is what a generation used to be. A football generation, we'll call it ten to twelve because that's when a whole new cycle of players would come through. Yeah. So I will say, he's more like this generation's Matthew Stafford. You know, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is phenomenal talent. Never got any of his due at all. Got paid like he was. That would that was the point that was important for me. I was like, well, look how they paid him until he went to LA, until he until he got got his ring with the Rams. Matthew Stafford was, I, I consider him one of the best arms I ever scouted coming coming through, and uh, just a phenomenal talent. He was probably he's probably been in the league at least ten years by now because I went and saw him a long time wow. ago. Yeah. So the next generation of quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, right now is Matthew Stafford. Yeah, well, I mean, three years, but and they haven't really gotten around him uh, totally right yet. But uh, it's unfortunate that he's in the AFC West because the <laughs> another team that you have to hurdle there, and the Chargers can't get it right like the Chiefs have. But uh, it's a lot easier when you have a quarterback like that. God, God damn it, <laughs> Troy Power coming in nine ninety nine. Thank you so much, Troy. Uh, it says hi, guys. What positions do you think the Broncos uh, and hope we will fill with veterans after June first? And Dominic and Sue to Toulouse. This Toulouse. Tolulus, I don't know that name. Uh, Cam Fleming, uh, Shelby Harris. I would be, I would be over the moon with Shelby Harris and Cam Fleming. Both those guys would be incredible to really fortify the depth of the trenches, which are concerning uh, for me right now. The other one is probably our running back, like a cream hunt. I know the Broncos, Sean Payton said they expect. Uh, Jim, uh, gosh, what's his name? Javante um, Williams. Javante, I was like Jamal Williams. No, I've said that too for some reason. Yeah. So but Jamal Javante. Williams is a funny running back. That's why we that, just call him Pookie. Pookie. Yeah. Pookie Williams is going to be back. That's what they say. But like, I'll believe it when I see it, man. Like the 18 months is typical for the three knee ligament tear. And the fact that they're talking about him being out there in like 10 months. Nine. Yeah. Nine. It's like, what? <laughs> I know that these are different type of humans, but like the ligaments are the a ligaments. baby, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Um, but Fleming and Harris stand out for me. You'll have to tell us in the chat. Maybe you already did what the second name is there. Is that one stand out to you? No, I do recognize the other guys, though. Yeah, um, and I'm a of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, Cam Fleming, Shelby Harris. 
Shelby, I wonder a little bit, you know, that's a culture fit thing, mm -hmm. you know, is what, what do, what does Vance Joseph think? What does Patrick's, uh, what does um, Justin Simmons think? Mm -hmm. You know, those are the guys I'm asking on Shelby. You know, Shelby was a big money guy and now he was overpaid for his production and is now out of work, but he didn't have to work. So he can, he can sit back. We, we've talked about that before, Nick. Why haven't some of these guys signed? They'll sign. You know, mm -hmm. Dalton Riser's out there. He'll sign somewhere. But he didn't get that big initial contract in the first week of free agency. So now what's the rush? You know, let me let me find the right spot for me, and I'll sit back and enjoy my time, enjoy my summer, work out, and then, and then I'll find a spot. These guys will be in camp come August. Yeah. They'll find a place, no doubt. Uh, but thank you so much, Troy, for the super there. And that reminds me, I should probably put up the banner. That Chad says, you guys need to, I told me that I need to do a better job of putting up the banner just because uh, it'll help get us some support. And speaking of support, Michael Ronquillo saying, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. A big buck you too, Michael. We appreciate you coming in. Hope you're doing well. We got Pearl Heater coming in saying, good morning. Good to see you. Shane's in the house saying, hello, Nick and Scott. Happy Tuesday. Our person, uh, Jesse Hillborn, coming in saying, morning, everyone. No work today. You may Good have seen you. me about four minutes ago. Let's see. Nine, about five minutes ago, we go, mm, that was when I read this one. I just pictured a paring knife going into my palm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As Jesse oh said, he's not going to work because he uh, he cut himself up. Well, get better, dude. I hope nothing was. I hope it was all superficial, maybe a little messy and a little scary, but nothing. No nerves, no tendons, nothing, yeah. nothing too 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 bad. Talking about ligaments and tendons, God, good good luck, man. That's uh, no fun. God bless the. I can't imagine. I'm a violinist. So like my hands are, <laughs> I'm very sensitive to my hands. Uh, Gyla Maple super sticker coming in here, 1999. Thank you so much, Gyla. It says good morning as well. Good to see you, Miguel Santa Steven, also a big time supporter. Saying good morning, yeah. fellas, and thanks for the thanks for the stars, Miguel. Thank you so much, Miguel. We got Greg Smith coming in saying good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Uh, good morning to you. We got Philip Hagenson, our favorite, our favorite uh, Danish person out in Montana, <laughs> out there. I, you have to let us know if you are Danish because that's just such a the double A there it looks like it. But uh, good morning to you, Richard Miles. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you, Colin Wood. It's been a second. St. Chargers have always had good quarterback play. They've never been able to scratch like we have for a quarterback. Yeah, the, I mean. Drew Brees, Dan Fouts, uh, 
Obviously, Philip Rivers guy was okay. I mean, yeah, he was really good. It's pretty incredible that uh, they've been that they've had that little success with that run of quarterbacks. And, and I mean, it's like the Packers. The Packers have had three quarterbacks in fifty years. Yeah. Well, must be nice, you know. <laughs> Some of us go through three quarterbacks in three weeks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Well, eventually it'll come around and it'll balance out. At least uh, unless Jordan loves the next one. Which... Say, how, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you think Jordan Love feel? That's a lot of pressure, man. <laughs> He's got to be the best. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Just got to be the best version of Jordan Love that he can be. That's all that matters. Hopefully, people he has good people around him to talk to him. Other than Week Seven, where you want him to be bad, um, versus the that that helps get me to the point. And and I didn't know at the time. I guess you know y'all have helped educate me on the the the, uh, Eli Manning thing. I was like, I grew up with Eric Coriel and Dan Fouts. Why wouldn't you want to go to San Diego and play quarterback? And I guess it was a, a person, a personality thing with some, some conflicts, but man, by my choice of being a gunslinging quarterback, San Diego or New York giants, yeah. you know, New York giants was LT and those guys not, you know, and Phil Sims was a good blue collar guy, but he wasn't slinging it around like those AFC guys in the, in the, in the sunny States, like Marino and Fouts. Yeah. No, it was a personnel thing. The Manning's absolutely despised. I can't remember if it was the coach or the owner, somebody in that uh, Chargers organization. So um, the Manning's kind of can dictate some things. Uh, we have reselling adventures saying good morning, gents. Just stopping in, but watch full pod later as I do daily. Well, drop a uh, review, a five star comment in uh, the podcast. We appreciate that. It says thanks for the content. We do appreciate you coming in and saying hello. We got Dominique in here, morning Broncos family. Much love to all in attendance. Good to see you. We appreciate you. And Jesse says, missed all my nervous and tendons. Play fiddle as well. You play the violin. Oh, that's it's cool. awesome. Um, left hand is not going to be able to play anything for a while. Well, God, man, good luck. It's, uh, yeah, my, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, broke a finger before, and that was, uh, I got in trouble with my parents because the violin was a way to uh, earn some scholarship money, and uh, that's <laughs> set you back a little bit. But anyway, we're getting on it here. Well, we're going to keep, keep these shorters now that we're in the off season, full offseason thing. Uh, a little bit shorter uh, going forward, which is, you know, sorry, guys, unless the super as long as super chats are coming in, we will be here hanging out. Uh, but uh, overall, the shows will be a little shorter. And I wanted to get into the uh, the Broncos schedule here. So um, let me, I probably should pull one up, huh, Scott? I've got it. That's what that, that big delay. My slow motion. OK, you're in was me pulling up the schedule here. So week one, Las Vegas Raiders. And that would be at home, I would imagine. It doesn't say. Regular season week one, Las Vegas Raiders, Empower Field at Mile High. So back-to-back games opening at home, Las Vegas Raiders and Washington Commanders. Two paramounts of virtue in the NFL. Well, maybe the uh, Commanders will be a little bit better under new ownership, um, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, it's uh, It will be interesting here. I got it pulled up. Let's see if that'll help as well, as long as I don't go super slow motion. There we go. That looks pretty good. Troy reminding us about the meet and greet. And I just uh, did a quick look. Hopefully the Delta bots won't figure this out, but I just did a quick look on my flights for October 22nd. It's, it's dirt cheap. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can take three of us out there for what it cost me to get out there last week. I'm like, I'm booking that son of a gun today. The flights I'll fly there and back just for the miles, even if I can't go. So (laughs) it's uh yeah, I'm very excited. October 22nd meet and greet. I'll probably come out Saturday and then I will make Chad play a show on Saturday night where we can all get together. I mean, there's 50 of us there. That's enough paying up, you know, $5 cover to help pay for the band. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
You'd think so. So, I mean, I thought the tickets hadn't officially been for sale yet. I no, thought that plane ticket. Okay. He says, yeah, I don't tickets. care about the game. I happen to get a great ticket from D dub last year. If I get one of those again, I'm absolutely going, but I'm uh, my, my travel. I'm there for the meet and greet, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe Broncos country can pay me not to go to the game since I'm Owen <laughs> nine. Um, but uh, th- maybe, you know, it's a gambler's house here, right? Every time it's new odds. So, uh, but back to the schedule here, Raiders week one, for some goddamn reason, the Raiders have been a thorn in the side for the Broncos here recently, even though they've been an equally bad team. Um, they've just been able to get into the Broncos. But I think week one, Sean Payton, Broncos country, I think Denver's going to win this game. I really do. I think that I'm curious to see what this Raiders defense looks like. Their secondary is an absolute trash heap, uh, but they have some interesting defensive line talent. I mean, obviously, they drafted Tyree Wilson. Max Crosby is probably the singular most underrated defensive player in football. In my opinion, he is really, really talented. Uh, and then they also have Chandler Jones still there. So Raiders are not obviously a pushover team, but I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy, and I'm not a big Josh McDaniels guy. So I think Broncos end up winning that one. And I think they'll be favored as well. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I-, I like your chances on that one other than history, you know, but it's a it's a new, it's a new slate. It's a n- history is against you, but eventually that has to turn, you know, as, as you always mm-hmm. say, hey, we're one day closer to breaking that streak because um, it will eventually get broken usually talking about the chiefs, but in this case too. So um, I think the difference here is the home game. You know, it, you played the Seahawks tight. It was actually one of your better games with a couple mm-hmm. of big gaffes that cost you the game, but the way the offense moved the ball, the, it was one of your better games. This one will be at home with a new regime, some new, some new old faces. Uh, I like your chances against the Raiders. Yeah. I, uh, I think the Broncos will be favored in this one as well. Uh, so Broncos, I'm going to have them going one or no here. Then we got the Washington commanders the week after Washington has a very good defense on paper. They play tough defense. I like that. Some of their playmakers as well. Terry McLaurin is an extremely talented underrated wide receiver. Antonio Gibson is a great running back can do a little bit of everything, man. He'd be awesome in this Broncos offense. Now that I think about it, but, uh, I think the Broncos will be favored in this one as well. Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett. I know that it's been popular to crap on, uh, Russell Wilson here of late, but NFL media and, uh, matchmakers you know the people setting the spreads like to crap on unknown quarterbacks just as much if not more uh so i think the broncos will be favored in that one as well How would you know that <laughs> yeah. covering the falcons my god you think desmond ritter had slept with somebody's wife in or something or worse that may not even be that bad appreciate you david coming in says good morning guys love and love listening to you while i get ready for work um first road game week three against the dolphins i think you will be underdogs in this one um, you know, I would, I would probably go with the dolphins on the road, super hot and humid Miami in September. Ugh. We were just talking about the weather. Miami in September is going to be rough. Um, but two home games coming out of there, two and one, I think is, uh, isn't a bad way to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so two and oh, I think starting off two games at home also will be nice. Uh, we also have David Bishop coming in saying, good morning guys. Love listening while I get ready for work. Well, we love you hanging out with us, David. We hope you're doing well. Um, we also got Bama X coming in saying, do y'all think another reason that Peyton grabbed Stidham was to get more insight on the divisional rival? Not saying that's the only reason, but as we all know, Peyton is the ultimate competitor. I don't think you bring in a quarterback and pay him that much money for a team that is not really a hurdle to much this season. I mean, the Broncos are not, it's not like the Broncos are, I better get rid of this so we can see Scott's face. Uh, the Broncos are a Raiders defeat away um, from, <laughs> there he goes, a Raiders defeat away from, 
great in a Super Bowl championship. So, I mean, it's a added benefit, but I don't think it was at all in the equation for bringing. Yeah, in I, I think it was about Jarrett Stedham, not mm-hmm. about the the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, exactly. Um, I mean, so, you figure Jarrett Stedham or Brett Rippin last year. Okay, you you got a, a major upgrade, major upgrade, um, at, in your backup quarterback. Jarrett Stedham is a legitimate NFL quarterback. Brett Rippin was a legitimate future NFL offensive coordinator. Yep. I mean, it's going to be a, like last year. Do you think the Broncos would have gone to the backup quarterback earlier when Russell Wilson was dealing with a hammy and playing like garbage? Uh, if they had a better quarterback that they trusted, because I mean, Brett no, Rippin, I mean, God bless him. Last but year. You don't this think year, so? Yes. Not last year. Cause last the, uh, year, it just seems like it was, I mean, I think Nathaniel Hackett was really just trying to tell us something because all he would ever say in, in, press conferences was Russell this, Russell, Russell, Russell. We got to make Russell feel comfortable. Russell, Russell, Russell. I think it was his way of passively, aggressively saying, I got no say here, man. This is all about Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, not all about Russell now, which is good. Um, but mm-hmm. speaking about all about Russell, moving on here, hopefully the Broncos are not all about Russell in this next game. Uh, we have, and it's all good, Jamie X, it's, Good question. Um, mm-hmm. No, no issue there. Just curious. Uh, we have a uh, next one is on the road at the Miami Dolphins. Playing Miami early is rough. Uh, the Broncos, I think, are horrible in the state of Florida in like the month of September. So I have this one penciled in as lost. I think Miami, Miami will be favored by like five and a half or so. Uh, so I have Miami pulling this one out. Yeah, and that's why I, we we mentioned that one already. So Nick Nick agrees. So I, you're two and one going to Chicago for week four. This one becomes. Really interesting. It's a winnable game, but Chicago, Chicago's got some excitement going. So week mm-hmm. four, you'll know, you'll know what you've got in Chicago by then. Are they zero and three? You know, we've got to find a new quarterback, or are they playing with some momentum? This is a one of those for me. This is one of those wild card games. Like I can look at week six and go, okay, I know what I'm going to get. Week four is a wild card for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh I'm not sure. I mean, it should still be pretty damn good weather in Chicago in October, that time of year. Like October is gorgeous in uh, upper Midwest area. So that is a interesting game, especially coming off the East Coast trip. Are the Broncos going to stay out on the East Coast? Are they going to fly back? I did hear that Sean Payton mentioned that if we have like night games, we're going to stay in the city uh, afterwards rather than flying back and like landing at 3 a.m. I hate that. I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, as long as the players are responsible. Um, and, uh, don't go out and stay out even later than they would have gotten back. Uh, but <laughs> yes, uh, that's, um, and they're adults, but I mean, sometimes adults don't make good decisions. Uh, but yeah, I think this bears game is a, a definitely a toss up. It's too early also in the season to really have an idea of what the bears will be. They could be two and one, but still be terrible, right? The bears last year, week one beat the 49ers <laughs> in a how, absolute how did the 49ers. They lose the Broncos, the bears and the Falcons. Talk about playing your competition. It's like, we yeah. beat the teams we need to beat. That was a, that's a strange season for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it was a weird year, uh, especially with all the Brock Purdy stuff as well. So uh, we have Zach Powers. And unfortunately, I feel like we are one of the teams that gets counted as a win for other teams when we show up on their schedule. That's one that right now, I mean, until the Broncos start winning, get some games. I'll say that I've, I'm going to have the Broncos win this game in Chicago. Still. I think the bears defense is an absolute trash heap and I'm not a big believer in Matt Eberflus, even though they invested a lot in that offense. And I also am a big, uh, Justin Fields fan, but I think the Broncos end up winning that game. Yeah, I mean, they finished with the number one overall pick for a reason. Have they improved enough 
over the course of one offseason to not be really, really bad. Um, maybe. Like I said, this one's a wild card for me. Uh, maybe the most interesting game on the schedule for me, uh, mentioned the teams against the teams that you're playing is the Jets. Yep. Coming back home week five with the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett back on the sidelines where he didn't get to finish last year. Um, the Jets were a decent team last year. They were fighting for a playoff spot. I know that just means you need to hang around 500, but still, they were a decent team last year, and their quarterback play was horrific. It was, it was as bad, if not worse, than than what you got from the Denver Broncos. So that tells me, I plug in Aaron Rodgers. I, I've got immediate upgrade. Well, Aaron Rodgers, he's not as good as he used to. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. He doesn't have to be for them to get if he's even average NFL. You just moved up two spots at the quarterback position for a team that was pretty competitive. This is a very compelling team to me. I'm uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care that if Aaron Rodgers is an MVP caliber quarterback anymore, he's still going to be a good quarterback when they had bad quarterback play. Uh, I, I always think against teams, you know, fairly level, give a nod to the home team, especially when you're coming off two, two wins like this, uh, two road games like this. But I'm very intrigued to watch the Jets this year. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, I was going to say that I think the Broncos will be favored in this one unless the Jets are on a heater, but I think the Jets end up winning this one. Uh, I think that this is going to be a tough game for the Broncos and um, Nathaniel Hackett revenge tour, right? That kind of thing. And I think the Jets have a very, like you mentioned, underrated roster overall. I think uh, Garrett, I mean, they had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year last year and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Uh, they I like a lot, but they have their defense, not their defense there. Their offensive line is a big question mark. Uh, right now, I don't like a lot. They have your guy, Elijah Vera Tucker out there, but the overall, like the tackle position and the overall offensive line for the Jets is pretty concerning. Um, I don't believe for a second that uh, they were targeting Will McDonald all along. I think the Steelers jumped him for Broderick Jones, who they were targeting because they need tackle help because uh, Mekhi Becton has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, but I think I'm going to pick the Jets in this one. So that would put the Broncos at, in my opinion, uh, three and two. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard people say, oh, you know, this schedule is not that bad. It's not that tough. And I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, you know, compared to the Falcons schedule, which is the like, Falcons oh, my are God. Playing. I'm like, uh, Dolphins on the road, Chiefs on the road, Bills on the road, mm -hmm. Chiefs at home, all in your first 10 games. I mean, you're going to be underdogs. I mean, nine games, you're underdogs in four of those. Yep. Without a doubt. Okay. So even if you're favored in the other five, let's say it goes to form. You're looking at five and four in week 10. This, this, this schedule's no gimme. No, it, I think it does clear up a little bit uh, 
after about like that last line there. Um, that last one is not as difficult, but this is a tough schedule uh, overall, unfortunately, because the Broncos getting matched up with the uh, AFC East is not great. And also the uh, getting matched up with the NFC North. But yeah, and it's just, just the AFC West is so tough, man. Miguel Santa Stevenson, I think four and two is very possible the first six weeks. I think Denver upsets Casey and Casey. Well, you might believe that, Miguel, but I'm going to have Denver losing this game uh, in Kansas City. I think that that's one that's going to be hard for them. So this, uh, unfortunately, would have the Broncos at three and four um, in the first seven games of the year. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think two and four is out of the question, honestly, in the first six. Um, you know, Raiders and Commanders, okay, you go two and oh, but let's say you split. Those are going to be two pretty evenly matched teams. Again, uh, was, it, was it Chase or Jeremy just said, you know, I, unfortunately – these are teams that are going to mess so when you're looking at wins. Okay. We can win this game too. Whenever the Denver Broncos are on the schedule. Um, you know, we mentioned, you know, I think nine wins I'm, I'm being conservative and predicting nine wins. Wow. That's doubling your wins. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. So you go two and oh, but if you split those games, split those next two, which is no gimme on the road in the NFL, you're two and two jets at home could be, a legitimate contender for a late playoff run, depending on how quickly Aaron Rodgers goes, and then KC on the road. You're not out of the realm of possibility of two and four on this. Appreciate I mean, the stars, Miguel. I think four and two and four and two in those six, and we're talking playoffs. We're we're talking playoffs, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's definitely possible. Uh, it's gonna be a rough, pretty tough schedule here for the Broncos. Uh, but yeah, I have the Broncos at this one. Excuse me, I misspoke earlier. So they'd be three and three um, with wins one, weeks one, two, and four, and losses weeks three, five, and six. Are you with me in three and three, or are you at two and four? I, I think three and three is fair because um, I, I think you can, you know, looking at those first four games, you, you really need to be three and one. Someone else just said that too in the chat. It says we need to be three and one coming out of this, and there's no need. I mean, you can go on a heater at the end and win four, and you're in the playoffs. Um, but it'd be nice for momentum, for backing, for buying into everything you're doing. Um, so three and three is okay for me, but I see two and four more than I see four and two, Nick. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's just, it's just, we really, it's hard for us to believe in this team after last season, but then you look at a lot of the outside factors, right? The coaching incompetency, mm-hmm. the, terrible injury luck, the one score game luck, like these things that should regress positively for the Broncos. Like the team that we saw last year was better than what they were on the field, right? They Just based on all these off, factors. But again, you know, everybody else is trying to get better too. Oh yeah. You know, that, that that's the point that, that I, I want to try and make is, mm-hmm. you know, the Raiders have had your number. Okay. That's, that's no gimme for goodness sakes. No. Washington should be a win, but it's the NFL. You never know what should happen. Doesn't always happen. You're going to be a pretty good underdog on the road against the fish. You got your wild card game. Like I said, with the bears, you're, you're penciling that game as a winnable game. Jets home game, winnable game, Kansas city on the road. You've played them tight, but haven't gotten over the hump. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of close football games, Nick. Yeah. You know, so if you regress back, like you said, where, I've got somebody who knows how to control the clock and play to win games in the fourth quarter instead of what we saw last year. You can take some of those one-score games and, and flip flip it a little bit. Yeah. One big negative, too, here, that looking at that week six game, 
it's Thursday night. So you play home and then you go on the road on a short week to Kansas city. I just chiefs are going to be favored by like eight uh, in that one. And that's going to be a, that'll be a rough one for the Broncos to win. Obviously things can happen between now and then, but uh, I think that's, that's probably the most improbable victory for the Broncos this entire season. Curious on their what schedule. the Chiefs game is before that. So that is, uh, I'll probably, yep, see I'm freezing up here. StreamYard, you got to get this better. So that's week, week five. Who are they playing week five? The Jets. Week five, they've got, oh, the um, they're at Minnesota. So they'll be on the road coming home for a short week. So they're at Vikings before they turn around and play the night game against the Broncos. So it's no, it's no easy slate for Kansas City either, which makes you feel a little better. Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, they're on a bye on a short week. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Minnesota to Kansas City is what, like a three and a half hour flight. That's a pretty easy one. Yeah, but, still, but it's still, a, it's still a road yeah. game against a good yeah. opponent and with a short week of preparation yeah. that you are traveling. So it, it's it's not easy. Yeah. So I, I think we I have the Broncos at three and three for that first third there. Uh, moving forward now, the Broncos week seven streak's going to be broken. My streak's going to be broken. I think the Broncos end up beating the Packers. They have extra time to prepare in that one. And I think Denver typically plays Green Bay pretty darn well in mile high. So uh, that'll be a fun game. I think Denver is going to take it to uh, the Packers. I think the Packers got a lot of good defense on paper, but I think they're going to have Jordan Love's number in that game. I just the Packers weaponry offensive line is kind of starting to regress a bit. Uh, I just, I think the Broncos end up winning that one. I think they'll be favored by about four. Yeah. Uh, the meet and greet Packers home coming back long week to prepare. I like your, I like your chances in that one. That's, that should be a, a you know, and it, it's funny. I've heard, I've heard people kind of poo poo this, this game. Like, Oh, it's not a, it's not a marquee matchup for the meet and greet. It's the Packers, man. I mean, it's still the Packers. doesn't matter where they are right now as a franchise. It's still, it's still the green Bay Packers. This is a, a marquee franchise in the NFL. I'm I'm excited about that matchup. You know, better than like you know the Texans. Um, I, I I'm excited to be able to go and see the the Packers and Broncos. I do like that one. Jeremy asked, "Who do the Chiefs have in Week Seven? And as I scroll down, they've got the Chargers. So they've got a Sunday evening game against the Chargers Week Seven, uh, and then have to come to their their Chargers at home and then go to. Denver. So th there's a big one right there. Mm -hmm. You can win the Packers. You can beat the Chiefs and go into that bye week with a little momentum. You're going to feel be feeling pretty good about life. I agree with you. I'm not going to ever pick the Broncos over Kansas City until I until actually they see win. in real life. Yeah, until I'm going to keep saying Chiefs until I'm wrong. Yep. I mean, hopefully that's, that's quick. <laughs> I have God by week six. That'd be amazing. But I, for me, I just I cannot. Uh, and the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs since week two, 2015. I mean, Jesus bleeping, you know, sorry for the, just, that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. So it really, it really is. Um, <laughs> you know, you look at it and just say, you know, for, I, I'm starting to change a little bit, but you say, who's going to win the national championship, Alabama. What do you know about them? Nothing. I know they're Alabama. Half the time I'm going to be right. Um, if by just picking, by just picking them. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Chiefs just because of that until, you beat the Chiefs. So until I'm wrong, until I, I'm wrong, I will say Chiefs on this one. So that, that's the the bad part of this. You got the Chiefs twice in the first eight weeks, and you haven't beaten that team in 15 tries. And then you get a bye week, which is nice, but then you go to Monday night, the Buffalo Bills. Man. I, I think I mean, that's a loss you go, as well. Three, games, three out of four games is Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills. Ouch. Who said this was an easy schedule? Yeah, it's, 
Not easy. Um, no, luckily, it clears up a little bit after this. But, but um, yeah, I, uh, Scott, it's been 2,795 days since the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs. So, I'm not picking them. I was still living in New Jersey. Yeah. That was a lifetime ago, man. It was a long time. Um, and Craig Smith says, Nick, my voodoo doll says otherwise versus the Chiefs. Well, I hope your voodoo doll doesn't get anybody seriously hurt, but uh, yeah, that'd be that great. what we used on Jesse. Yeah. Got Jesse, it. get a voodoo doll. You've already got the, you've already got the blood for it. And we also have Keith Brugman saying, good morning. Does anyone have a new staff scheme help us or hurt us taking account the entire season? I mean, is, going from Azure Evero to Vance Joseph is probably going to be a slight step back, uh, but you should see a bigger step forward on the offensive side of the ball and the defense sees a step back. So I think the defense will be a little worse, but not enough to uh, overcome the excitement of the offensive side of the ball. And it is unfortunate that uh, Sean Payton really wanted to work with Vic Fangio, but Vic gave the poo-poo uh, to uh, coming to Denver. Just a little too fresh, too many guys yeah. that he knows, which understand. I'm not so worried about that. It's an advantage. Normally it might be a little bit of a disadvantage, new scheme, blah, blah, blah. But you were so inept last year on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. The, the danger in this y'all is we're just making an assumption that the defense isn't going to take a step backwards. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if they take one step back, that's fine because offense should take three steps forward. But don't do anything too crazy. Let the guys be who they are, and you should have the upgrades on defense through free agency in the draft should help. Uh, but and health should be a, a big factor too. But I don't I don't think we can just go in assuming that the defense is going to be playing as well as they did for the first 13 games of the season, Nick. Yeah. Um but Colin says, how can this be a last place schedule? Mathematically, it works out that way, Colin. The problem is you're in the AFC West, which is tough. And then you got matched up with the AFC East, which when you've got an improving Jets team and a Dolphins team that's playing well, then you got the Bills and the Patriots who are, have been pretty good for a few years. It becomes it becomes harder. Mm -hmm. um, you know. But anytime you see three out of four games that say Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Who's staying there? That, that, that's not an easy stretch right there. You got to survive that and then come home week 11 Vikings for a night game. Browns, if there's a more dysfunctional franchise in this history of this league, I haven't seen it. And I've been, I've watched a lot of them. Texans, then you got, you got three straight road games on there. Uh, Texans could be in a world of hurt by then. You're not sure. You're not sure where the Chargers are going to be. And the Lions are kind of a late season wild card. They could be, they could be a team that is fighting for playoffs, or they could be a team that's tanking for their next quarterback. So that one's a really a wild card game too, Nick. Yeah, it's uh, this is a tough schedule right now. I have the Broncos at four and five, unfortunately, with a loss week ten. Uh, moving along, I think the talking about how much the Broncos had bad luck last year, the Vikings had all the good luck. Uh, so I think this is a major regression team for the Vikings. I have Denver winning that one, so get them back at five and five. Then I also have that, and I think they'll be favored versus the Vikings. And they also have the Broncos beating the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is one of the three talk about a last place schedule. Who are the teams that are different on the schedule for the Broncos because they finished where they finished last year? You have the game versus the uh, the Cleveland Browns, that's the last place in the AFC North. You're not playing the other AFC North teams. You have the game against the Texans, that's the last place in the AFC South. And then you also have the, oh gosh, there should be one NFC team here that stands out. That's a... Uh, Bears? Not, no, that's North. It's Commanders. It's Commanders. Yeah, because yeah. you're playing the NFC uh, 
East this year. So the right. commanders are the one that stand out. So, I mean, your last place schedule, you earned the commanders, uh, Browns and Texans. That is last place. It's just the other stuff kind of stinks <laughs> for the Broncos, but I have them at uh, six and five um, finishing that uh, second line there uh, battling right about 500. I think they got a chance there. Yeah. And, and unfortunately it's not a good thing when you can remember the last win from a long time ago at, you know, with good sticks out because there just haven't been enough of them. Um, but Miguel reminds us with some stars too. Thank you, Miguel. He says that last dub against Casey was the walk-off in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarius Thomas called out Charles holding the ball loose. And I want to see that magic again. Yeah. I mean, I'll believe it when we see it. Uh, Broncos have been beaten down by Kansas city too much, uh, but one day they'll win. <laughs> one day they'll win. Keith trying to f- phrase his question better. How much does an advantage is an unknown scheme to help the Broncos early, especially in the opening games? It's as much of an advantage as it is a disadvantage because the Broncos are trying to be working a new scheme. If anything, it's honestly pro- on the defensive side of the ball, a little bit of a disadvantage because the communication and cohesion defenses you typically see get a little bit better uh, when they come together uh, later in the season. So and as long as injuries the opposite, because it's harder to play offense because defense, you can rely on individuals to end a game and end a play where offense, it takes one guy to wreck a play uh, in a negative manner in a positive manner. I might not know what I'm doing, but Zach Allen goes in and sacks a quarterback. Okay, well, good. Drew Sanders ran the wrong direction. Who cares? Zach took care of the quarterback. But you can have one guy miss a blocking assignment and it just wrecks a play or drop a ball or anything like that. And um, We saw it last year with the cohesion with Russell Wilson and the trust of his receivers and his offensive line just was non-existent. All of those things should get better, but it's still going to be new-ish. Having Tim Patrick out there, Second year with Greg Dulcich, the personnel and Russell Wilson being in there, having gone through what he went through last year, Uh, a second year in Denver, having been humbled, should be a lot of help, especially that he's got one of the best offensive coaches of of our generation. Yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, I guess I was thinking more of the back end of the defense where you really need the defenses, the back seven and coverage and run fits is a first to fail system where the pass rush is a first to win system. Have you ever gone to an all-star game um, like practice weeks for, for something like that, like senior bowl or anything like that? Yeah. The defense typically wins. You've day seen one in the how trenches. hard it is to install an offense. Yeah. And, and, and switch out quarterbacks or anything like that. Now they won't be doing that and they'll have more time to work, but trying to install an offense is hard. If they switch quarterbacks, there's usually like three false starts in a row before they can even get a snap off. And then it's usually a fumble. Mm-hmm. So it's there's there's so much more of the cohesion for me that is involved in having a finely tuned offense, offense yeah. as opposed to defense, which is know your assignment and play hard. You know, there, there's a lot of passion and athleticism involved on the defensive side of the ball. And that, that shouldn't be as much of a change as what Sean Payton will try and do with that offense. Yeah. That's another thing too. I trust Sean Payton, even it's going to be a little rougher earlier and also n- neither the Raiders or the Washington commanders or the Miami dolphins or the Chicago bears or the New York jets or the Kansas city chiefs or the, I mean, none of these teams are playing or changing any of the, as far as I know, no defensive coordinator, uh, excuse me. You have Vic Fangio at the dolphins playing there. That's a, we didn't even talk about that coming up, but uh, that'll be fun. Um, but moving on here. So I got the Broncos at six and five. I don't know what you have them at after this first three games. I'm going to have them at uh, seven and five um, playing the, uh, Houston Texans there though. Houston on the road. Houston, I think it's not a very good team. So seven and five there for the Broncos. Where am I after we, after nine weeks, five and four, maybe four and five. I haven't been keeping track quite as much, 
But if you're five and four, ooh, it would be nice to get those two home wins. You're right. Then you can go six and four, seven and four, go on the road eight and four, and then you don't know what you're doing with, you know, then, then yeah, see, it, it eases up the second half mm-hmm. of the schedule for sure. If you have some positive momentum going and you've stayed healthy, players are starting to buy in and believe, and you start seeing, you know, it's all coming together, Pepper. You know, you start seeing all that stuff working. The second half of the schedule is much more favorable once you clear that Bills hurdle mm-hmm. where you could be going against the Detroit Lions. You could be going against who are, like I said, they're a wild card. People are talking playoffs with them, but it's still the Lions. No offense, Lions fans. You know you know what I mean. The Patriots, they might be this close to saying we need a change in Bill Belichick. He's, he's passed it. Um, and, and maybe that's happening. The Chargers... Could be in it. They could be out of it. And the Raiders could be on their third coach by then. Yeah. The second, the second half, the, the first half of the schedule is like, eesh. Second half is like, okay, if we can survive the first half, we can really make a run in the second half. Yeah. 500 or so through week 10. Four and five, five and four, and you're right there. You're yeah. right there. And that's what we, that's what I had. Four and five. Those first two games are really important, man. They got to come out two and oh in those first two games. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Broncos end up losing weeks 14 and 15 uh, back-to-back road games. I'm going to have them split with the Chargers, give away that next one. And I think the Lions are feisty, a really tough team. And I know look, luckily it's a dome, I guess, out there. Um, but uh, it could be pretty damn tough uh, week 15 on the Lions. It's too bad they built such a slugger team to play in an indoor stadium. I guess it is unbelievably bitter cold in Detroit in this time of year, uh, December. But uh, with how they play and how their offensive line is built right now, if they could be an outside team, and that would be pretty damn fun for them. Uh, but I had the Broncos then. So they were at six and five, uh, six and six, six and seven. Unfortunately there um, after that week 15 game, I have them right around 500, but uh, I'll just give it away. I think they're going to close out the season really strong. I got three wins in a row here against the Patriots, against the chargers and on the road at Vegas. Uh, so that would put them at, um, let me see. I had them at six and seven. So 10, 10 and seven. Seven and seven. I'm counting them up too. Cause that's three straight. I'd go two out of three for a nine and eight. Nine and eight. Ah, maybe I'll have them losing to the Raiders. Now that I think about it, yeah, that, it's on the road three in a row. Something just something happens where you win two out of those three, and and Jesse says, "Awesome dodgeball reference." Actually, major league, major league, starting to come together, Pepper. So um, that was uh, I, I got nine eight on this somewhere, and and, and obviously you're not going to say you're going to win one you win or two that you weren't expecting. You're going to lose one or two that you probably weren't expecting. You know, like you said, those first two are really important, but if you come out of that one and one and Hey, you beat the chiefs once out of those and you catch the Buffalo bills on a San Francisco 49ers type of day, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they, they don't go undefeated. Um, and then again, that, that, that last, that bottom row is so intriguing. You know, the Texans, are they starting to show life? They started to show life last year around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, or are they packing it in and, you know, getting another high draft pick that they've traded away? They did. They traded away that top one, didn't they? Yep. Um, that's uh, to the Cardinals. Chargers, Lions. Like I said, Lions and the Jets are very similar teams to me. They could go either way. Um, and then the Patriots should always be tough. Chargers have been tough. Um, but of the AFC West teams are the only ones you've beaten recently. And then the Raiders, the Raiders are always a show. Yeah. 
<sighs> Damn Raiders. Well, I think overall, like nine and eight, about 10 wins should be pretty good uh, overall. Eight and a half. And last thing, Bronc Vegas has them at eight and a half. I think that's a great number. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put them anywhere else, but eight and a half. That seems exactly right to uh, last season, how they were. People don't trust Russell Wilson. We don't know how the dynamics is going to work out with Sean Payton. Uh, but Broncos have a lot of things that we mentioned earlier that trend to push the outside numbers would say they're going to, they're due for some positive regression uh, this season. So eight and a half is a good number. Night and eight seems possible. It'd be very fun to be nine and seven going into that week 18 game with a chance to win and go to the playoffs. That's, that's, that's all I ask for to have a meaningful game in week 18, a winner, winner, go home. Let's make that playoffs. Not the playoffs yet, but a, a play. And if it's play not game. meaningful, it's because you've already clinched. That'd be nice. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be even nice. nicer. Yeah, you, know what's, nice you know what's fun is playing on a Thursday night and winning and then watching everybody else beat the hell out of each other over the weekend. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. It'd be nice to come and get that win on, on Thursday night with the Chiefs and then kick back and wait for the meet and greet on week seven. That adds a little, a little bit extra energy and always bringing us energy. Ethan, the DWI guys. He says nine and eight seems realistic based upon last year, baby steps. And I actually think that's a pretty good leap. You know, we're, we're talking all of the things that went wrong. We're just, we're almost assuming that they've been corrected. You know, we, we think they have, we've addressed some of those positions, the right tackle. Um, McGlinchey, is he going to be a big step up? Maybe he's a big step up in price. Um, the center position is still a bit of a question mark. We think we should be getting better with uh, Ben Powers at guard. Tim Patrick should be coming back and doing better. Second half of that schedule, maybe you start getting back a Javante Williams ready to come back and truck people. The one thing I'm just dang near sure about is the offensive cohesion on this team will be better. One way or another, it's got to be better because it can't get worse. I mean, we know you say that and we cringe when we say that, Nick. It really can't get any worse on offense than we saw last year. It just can't. Oh God, I hope you're right. Right, John. <laughs> yeah, that's like I guarantee it. Uh, but th- I guarantee that Ethan's helping us keep the lights on. Hundred dollars, Ethan, with the big super chat there. Thank you so much, man. It really, really makes a world of difference to Scott and I's not only the show but our lives. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you so much. I mean, this helps you know get tickets for the Broncos games and stuff like that. And hopefully, uh, we can see a lot of you guys out there. Um, who has a better record at the end of the season, Broncos or Falcons? Broncos would have be like a ten point or a ten win. a 10 win team if they had the falcon schedule the falcon schedule we went through it and it's like oh my god where's the tough game like (laughs) you look at the falcon schedule and you start going dude 12 and 5 is not out of the question here yeah the the falcon schedule is ridiculous um they got because they got matched up y'all got the y'all got the afc east and the 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 north so the east is the, the trouble the falcons got the afc south as right. their their mix, so they got their their opposite schedule is Titans, Texans, Colts, and Jaguars. You know, meanwhile, y'all got uh, the North, which is improving. The Lions are definitely improved. The Packers are always a tougher team. So it's, um, I would think, at the end of the season, who has the better record? I will put my money on the Falcons if they played each other. They played each other right now, early in the schedule. I think that the Falcons are just, you know, year three of a system. I, I would say the Falcons would probably be favored right now by week nine or ten. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But the the Falcons schedule is crazy soft. It really is. Uh, I was just looking at it here. Uh, the so they play the NFC North as well, uh, but they're also playing the one of their crossover games is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yep. Which is, I mean, God, that's about as easy as it gets. 
Uh, you also have them playing the God. Why do I keep getting the, the and wrong? Tampa, and the thing is that they, they they get they get six games against the NFC South and four games against the AFC South. There's ten games. Yeah, yeah. You also get up against the. Uh, you know, the highest ranked team in there, I think, is 16 in those 10 games. Is maybe the Saints. Yeah, and you also play the. Don't you play the Jets too? Play the Jets, and I think that's at home. Another part of it is is yeah. like the tougher games are home games. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, the Falcons have a very no excuse schedule uh, this season, so that's it'll be fun. Broncos got a tougher one, and uh, that's okay. Now it is what Could it be is. One of those twelve and five teams. It's the first round out when they actually play somebody. <laughs> I just get in. That's all that matters. Get in and let's see what happens. But uh, guys, we're gonna wrap it on up. And get on out of here. Thank you everybody for joining us today. We really do appreciate that. Uh, make sure you are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kennel MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore Pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook groups, facebook.com forward slash Maha Huddle Pod and facebook.com forward slash Maha Huddle. If you're listening after the fact, find us on Apple Podcasts, find us on Spotify, leave us a five-star review and a rating. We do appreciate that. And as the ticker says underneath, please subscribe, like, and share if you're joining us on the YouTube side of things. YouTube is where we have most of you all hanging out with us. And uh, you can click that bell notification to know when that way we, when we go live. Today we were about five, ten minutes late, but we knew it was going to be a little shorter show today. We are still ending at about the same time, though. So, Scott, any thoughts before we get on out of here? No, I appreciate um, <clears throat> our little group therapy sessions that we have during the day. That was the Joker, by the way. Um, I needed this today. So I, I told Nick when I started, I said, today is one of those days I'm just going to try and survive and just get through. So this this is always a big help. Can't tell you how much y'all mean to me and uh, all the support you give through the day, the, the conversation. So thanks for letting me hang out with y'all for an hour. Yeah, we really do appreciate all y'all, all y'all guys and gals. And uh, Scott, hopefully the rest of your day is uh, perked up now after you know getting a little serotonin boost from the uh, the chat. So appreciate everyone. Have a great day. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.